This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ben. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two already on this fine Sunday morning. It is 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to POC, Port O'Connor. Check in with Captain Lynn Smith, see what he's up to. Good morning, Lynn. What are you doing, man? Man, not a whole lot. Just uh, hanging out and uh, been out there kind of spanking the redfish a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it's spanking season. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is that. Yeah, buddy. But uh, we kind of been targeting the redfish. We haven't uh, haven't been after the trout at all. But uh, you know those redfish have been taken on the chin. I'll guarantee you that. Redfish and drum. Yep. But they have. They saved, they saved the bacon. I guarantee you. They have been doing that. Been some nice reds, though. We caught some nice reds, and uh, so that uh, that that makes people happy. Makes me happy. Sure. <laughs> it does. Yeah, but I love that high tide, boy. I, I see those high tides. I know where I'm going. You know. Yes, sir. Boy, howdy. That yeah, I see them tides bulled up like that in the mornings. I'm going. I know where old Lynn's probably hanging out today. That's right. That's right. I know exactly where I'm going, but uh, <laughs> I got my little spots staked out. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of good redfish on the flats. So uh, and you see them coming down these flats too, boy. They got the water all pushed up. Oh yeah, cruising down, cruising down these shorelines. Water and big V's going everywhere, and just uh, oh, boy, man. I feel sorry for anything that's living on that shoreline. Oh yeah, those mullet are greyhounding everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're getting out of their way, boy. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You cut their bellies open and see what they're feeding on, boy. They got those little shrimp in them, you know. Yeah, they're little just, crabs too. Little crabs, yep. little shrimp, finger mullet. I mean, hey. Oh, everything. You know, they're just they're just plowing up the the bottom, boy. They are doing that. <clears throat> it's a lot of fun, though. A lot of fun watching watching nature in in uh, in action. I'll guarantee you. I love it. I, I tell I'm those customers, you. I say, here, here they come, here they come. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. I love this time of the year, man. You're out there catching those catching redfish and watching ducks flying over you, man. There's nothing like it. It's a, it, it's a cow and painting in action, man. I guarantee you. It is that. And a little later on, boy, you'll be out there fishing and. Look up and there'll be pintails flying over you, you know. Man, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. But uh, 
I just like that couple of pictures I sent you. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. How long was that snake? That was a big one. Well, uh, that was actually two of them I sent you, two different ones. Yeah, uh, the the first one, it was real blurry. I couldn't see it, see what it was. I could see the image of somebody taking the photo with a shadow on the ground, but yeah. I couldn't make it out on the ground to see what it was. I knew it was a snake, and I kept well, you zooming zoom in, in on it. I couldn't. If you zoom in on it, um, it's a video. Um, what happened was I uh, I was down there at the ranch. We were uh, filling uh, quail feeders mm-hmm. and uh we we put out 70 bags of milo and uh man I, we were whipped and uh i said uh, well i said i'm headed to poc and uh the ranch manager said yeah he said we're done he said i just got one feeder i'm gonna move it and uh, on the pipeline i said all right you don't need any help he said no i'm just gonna move this one i'm not gonna fill it i said okay so anyway i took off well he went to move this milo feeder quail feeder and uh he lifted up that feeder and that snake this big snake was under it and uh Uh. this was a different one different snake and that snake was probably it was well over six feet long it had uh, 17 he could count 17 rattles on him (laughs) and uh, oh it's a big big snake and uh, he didn't have a gun with him at that time (laughs) and uh, he said i didn't have a gun or a stick he said, uh, so that snake is still there. Oh, boy. And, uh, he videoed him, yeah. But, uh, boy, he's a big one. He's big around. He looked like he was about eight inches in diameter, you know. Boy, stunned. Oh, he's oh, a big one. But that other one on the tailgate of that truck, he was he was about six and a half feet long. Yeah, that's what and, I was thinking. I'm seeing him laid out across that tailgate and that tail and – those rattles mm-hmm. and buttons hanging down almost the ground. I said, man, and the head on oh, him. Yeah. He had a head on him like oh, a yeah. house cat. God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like your fist, you know. Yeah. I mean, your fist. And uh, driving up to the ranch house, and that, that snake <laughs> was laying on the road right there by the ranch house, you know. It's, it's yeah, I saw a lot of rattlesnake pictures yesterday, all these youth hunts, kids going, oh, yeah. you know, deer hunting, and, uh, boy. Snakes are oh, out. Yeah. It's, it's hot. Yeah, yeah, they're out moving ahead of this front. Yeah, I bet they're probably trying to get them three or four rats yeah. in their belly before they have to lay up in that cold weather. Oh, you know it, you know it. So, boy, I'd be real careful. I guarantee you. And well, those rattlesnakes, went, like the one you sent me, they're they're looking for rabbits. <laughs> oh, you know it. They look for a big meal, big meal deal. Well, I, after after seeing those uh, snakes, I went and ordered me some new boots yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ordered me some of those boots you were telling me about. Twisted X? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You'll like them. They're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they didn't have any in stock, and so I had to order me some, and they'll be in Tuesday. And... Oh, they're real popular. I don't know whether yeah, they work true. yet or not, but you do have the security. They're supposed to be snake-proof, so. Yeah, they, they say they are. So, you know, they they look good. They're seventeen inches tall, so yeah, good. That's good. You know, that's uh, you know, I I told you I I ran into an old guy down there on the King Ranch one time. We were quail hunting, and uh, and uh, he made him a set of chaps back when before you could buy them. You know, snake chaps, and uh, years and years ago, 
and he had been guiding on a King Ranch uh, for a light company out of Corpus, and um, he'd been guiding down there for 20 years, and uh, for uh, for that light company just for quail hunting, and right. uh, he said he'd been you know walking through that salt grass down there and uh, uh. chasing chasing dogs you know and quail. And he said in 20 years, he'd been hit three times, and uh, all three times were above the knee. All three right. times. And uh, he said one time, and he was wearing no chaps, so he said one time he got hit, he got hit above the knee, and that snake hung on those chaps. And oh, he ran boy. out of that salt grass, dragging that snake. Dragging him. He was hung in those chaps. Oh, <laughs> not good. Woo. Oh, my goodness. Mm, mm. Somebody You're get this about... snake off of him. He's eating me oh, up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That, was, that would not I had good. one hanging. A, remember them old Hodgman wading booties, the black ones we used to wear? Oh, I yeah. had a pair of them by the back door, and I'd just slip them on with my bare feet in them to go outside and do something. And, uh, one day I slipped them on and went out and I was getting my garden ready and I had that black poly over it all winter, you know, to keep the weeds down where all I got to do is just till it up, just bare ground. I went up there and I was pulling that poly back and I'm walking backwards and, you know, I felt something, both feet hit backing up and, uh, you know, between my legs and I didn't think much about it. And then when I went to move my left foot again, I felt weight on it, and I looked down. There's a big old cotton mouth. He had struck. Luckily, I didn't zip those boots up. You know how you'd leave them unzipped, and they had that flap right there where the zipper is? Well, he had, uh-huh. his teeth hung in that like Velcro, you know, his two fangs, I guess. I mean, that thing just missed me above my ankle and because uh, mm. I stepped on it. I thought it was a stick, you know, a limb or something. I wasn't paying attention, and <laughs> I'm trying to kick that snake off. And finally, the whole booty and everything just flew off my foot with the snake still on it. And uh, oh my, my neighbor, she's she's out in her front yard sitting in a lawn chair reading something, and she's hearing all the annex and uh, nice language coming out of my mouth. I run in the house and grab a shotgun and come <laughs> back out and blow that cotton mouth up. She runs over there, and it was a big old stub tail. It was, looked like a bicycle inner tube. He was big around. Oh, Goodness. Had a big old head about the size of my fist on it. And I, I was so lucky. Oh. And that, oh uh, that's why you need to pay attention when you're doing something. I was just dragging it backwards, you know, pulling it off of there and uh, to where I could get it and let it dry out and then fold it up. And that didn't work out Man. too good. That was uh, that was a scary moment. Oh, man. That's when the closest boy, I've yeah. ever come to being hit, you know. Yeah, when I was in the Boy Scouts, we would we would go to uh, Camp Bill Stark up in East Texas, right? And uh, they had a they had a creek that came through that camp called Cow Creek. It was a beautiful creek, boy, just gin clear water, you know, sand bottom. And, mm-hmm. and this buddy of mine and I would would uh, fly fish in that creek, and uh, we'd catch brim and bass in it and everything. And boy, we got up there one time, and man, we hurried up and set up camp, and man, we grabbed, grabbed our fly rods and we hurried. And, we were hurrying through the woods, gonna go fishing, and right. um, we were going through there. And I had on a pair of blue jeans. I had a bathing suit under it, and uh, we were skinning through that uh, through the woods there real fast. And I felt something brush my brush my jeans, 
And I stopped and I looked around. I thought, man, there's no limbs or anything laying there. And I just stood in one place and I looked back where we'd gone. And there was a copperhead laying there and he had struck oh, at me boy. and missed me. And he had hit my jeans and uh, oh. he just missed me, just missed me. But boy, he was a pretty good sized one too. But man, he had just brushed those jeans. That was the closest I've ever been to being hit. Yeah, I that's uh, <laughs> man, them mm. old copperheads. They won't get out of the way either. They stand their ground. They're lazy. Snakes. Oh, they, they do, man. That's they why do. so many people get bit by them. You know, cleaning flower beds and messing around the house. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. I had a girlfriend one time that there, lived in Houston. There, that uh, she was uh, doing a flower bed and. Uh, she got bit on a finger, and uh, she spent two weeks in the hospital. Really? Oh, yeah. By Copperhead? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, she was kind of small, little petite girl, you know, and boy, uh-huh. I mean, oh, she was in bad shape. She was. Well, I know a guy that uh, about eight or ten years ago, he was he was working the flower bed, spreading mulch around, and you know how you get out on your knees and just running around with your hands and everything, tucking it up under shrubs and all that and uh one popped him on thumb they ended up amputating that thumb oh my goodness yeah mm. bad well, well one of the guys like, uh, a, like a toadstool it, it looked yeah. nasty the guy i worked for years ago he um he he was doing uh, we were doing a job together an engineering job and uh he was building a house on some land he owned up on the north side of houston and uh man he uh he said, "Well, he said, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna build this house myself. I'm gonna just work on it on the weekends." Well, he had a little travel trailer he kept up there. Well, he he was up there one one weekend and he was working on it. And he he said uh, he was in his trailer and he went, "Oh, I forgot to lock the gate." So he he put on a robe and house shoes and he had on socks, and uh, he walked down to the gate and closed the gate. But when he turned around to walk back the gate, he stepped on a copperhead. And that uh. copperhead hit him on the heel, and he hung on those socks. And he said he it was just light enough that he could <laughs> see what it was, and he was shaking him off. Well, that snake was hung on his socks. Hey, you know? I've been there. I know that feeling, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was shaking him off, and he, he finally shook him off, saw what it was. Well, he went back to the trailer and got his phone, and he called his neighbor. Told his neighbor, he said, man, I got bit by a copperhead. He said, I need, I need to go to the hospital. And I, you know, will you drive me? I don't know how this is going to affect me. So his neighbor drove him, and he went to the emergency room, and they gave him a tetanus shot and, and a clean the wound and all this. And so the doctor's standing there filling out the paperwork and everything, and he's putting on his clothes. And the doctor said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm putting on my clothes. I need to go back. I got a lot of work to do. And doctor smiled. He said, no, 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 you, you need to spend the night. He said, man, I got, I got a bunch of work to do. He said, no, you need to spend the night. And uh, he said, uh, oh, okay. But uh, I got, I'm going home in the morning. And the doctor just smiled. He said, okay. <laughs> he said the next day his foot was the size of a basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. He spent, uh, what was it? He said he spent, I think, two weeks in the hospital and a month on crutches. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, he said that's the worst pain he'd ever been through in his life. <laughs> he Good said Lord. it was unbelievable. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, those copperheads are nothing to mess with. They really aren't. No, they. I, I know a lot of people have had some bad re- reactions to them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they're I nothing mean, to mess nothing with. Nothing like a rattlesnake. I mean, I've seen some just horrifying you oh, know, yeah. skin grafts and almost losing a limb kind of stuff. And, you know, oh, it, yeah. Uh, man, that's a. And the small ones are worse than the big ones, you know, because they give you everything they got. Right. They hit you with everything. They Yeah, they don't. They're too young. They don't know how to regulate that venom when they inject it. That's right. That's right. Let me regulate this break right quick. I'll be right back to you, buddy. <laughs> All <laughs> you <know>? right. <laughs> and we'll talk All some right. more. All right. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Boyd's One Stop. They're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse croakers located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. And if you're looking for quality live bait, look no farther than Boyd's for your next fishing trip. You know, from their tanks to your live well, that bait's as good as it can possibly be. And there's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. They have all their different size bottles on display there. At the store with regulators and diffusers, they even refill your tanks and all that. And uh, if you need more info on the oxygen response, call Jason Cogburn at 281-701-8107. And if you're looking for some quality live seafood, they've always got it at Boyd's, and they're having a shrimp special this weekend. Call ahead or go online and check first and see if there's still availability. But uh, they, Jason was going to run a sale this weekend on on different size big you know wild caught gulf shrimp so check out their cajun grill next door great food at great prices call them at 409-945-4001 or check them out at boydsonestop.com when you go by and see the good folks at boyd's please tell them captain mickey sent you this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Yeah, that's my old girlfriend. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 520 here in the Bayou City. All right, Captain Lynn Smith, we are back. Good, man. Good. All right. Yeah, uh, we're getting into that hunting season mode now, man. I guarantee you. I'm ready to get down there and chase those deer, those four-legged deer. Yes. Four-legged. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, it's going to be a – I think we're going to have some good horns this year. I think we will. That's what I'm Seeing hearing. I'm, I'm hearing uh, East Texas is really going to be above average, you know, from what I'm oh, hearing good. from friends that, have, you know, whether trail cameras out and everything and the way – horn development was and looking yeah. pretty good for those guys yeah well they had a little youth hunt this weekend i think right and, uh, so that was good uh yeah this friend of mine uh text uh text me a, a picture of he and his, his daughter sitting in a stand there in johnson city and uh <laughs> and uh, his daughter shot a shot a seven point and uh, that was good. Yeah, that's a good little management deer. Got that deer off the place. Yeah, pretty good sized deer. So she was tickled to death. <clears throat> and they had a bunch of bunch of kids on the place this weekend. So that's a that's a good thing. I like to see the kids come out and do a hunt like that. That's a that's a good program. Yeah, I'm with that's you on that, program. bud. Yeah. So kids, get your that's, licks in this weekend. Move over. The big boys are coming next weekend. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, buddy. I remember I, uh, I had a, a kid sitting in a stand with me uh, down there in George West one time, and and uh, anyway, it was over on the other side of the ranch, uh, helping this other guy that had this other side of the ranch leased, and uh, it was funny, and that young boy. Uh, he was going to be able to shoot a, a management deer, uh, not a real big deer at all. And, and uh, boy, this big uh, mainframe 12 came out. And, I mean, he was a beautiful deer. And uh, that, that young boy said, is, is that a trophy? I said, yes, sir, that is a trophy. That's a trophy deer. He said, I can't shoot that one, can I? I said, no, you cannot shoot that one. <laughs> and I said, if you shot that one, Mr. John would not be happy with you. <laughs> I said, no, nope. I think his wife wants that one. <laughs> and, you know, his wife had been hunting that deer for a month, and she had not seen that deer. But she wouldn't hunt in the mornings. She'd only hunt the afternoons. Well, that deer came out in the morning. That deer walked within 30 yards of us. <laughs> wow. And I walked right by the stand. Big mainframe 12. Oh, oh that was a beautiful deer. Big, beautiful deer. Yeah, big, thick horns on him. And, oh, of course, I had the video on him. Had it all. Mass, time length, main beam length, oh, yeah. width. I mean, hey, that's dream oh, bucks. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. I had a big 10 like that come out, stand on me one day. I was just scouting and this one particular stand, which I love on the ranch, and, and – uh, this big, massive 10 came out, and he came out on my left side. 
I just heard this one twig snap, you know, and I just looked down and this buck came out and he stood, I, I guarantee you, 15 feet from me. I had to look, I had to stand up and look down at him. You know, that's how close he was. And he sat there raking his horns on the brush and making a scrape and just right there, you know, and just real thick horns and long tines. And, oh, oh he was pretty. He was all bristled up. And, and uh, oh, man, he was just making everything right there, you know. And I thought, boy, what a pretty deer, you know. He is going to be something, <laughs> you know. He already is something, but. I, I love watching those big deer like that, man. Oh man! Yeah, it's probably and, pretty cool when you when you're hunting on a, you know, a ranch that's very well managed, and you know mm -hmm. people don't shoot the first thing that comes out kind of deal, and they make sure they're good mature deer before they're taken. That's uh, oh, to be able to watch those deer grow up from you know teenagers to young adults and then on into their prime that's that's got to be awesome to see that year after year after year like that it is it is you know i you know back in the day you know if if a deer had four points oh he was he was down you know <laughs> had horns on his head he was dropping <laughs> he it. was he was meat you know pull the oh, trigger you, but, yeah 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 i have i've had i've had guys you know, the just if it had a hard, a hardened antler, that deer was history. You know, you know, I've had I've had customers sitting in a stand, the deer walk out, and the guys grab his gun, and I'd say, "What are you doing?" Well, it, it, it's a buck. I said, "You don't want to shoot that deer." <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a young. The deer. mentality's changed over the years. I mean, used to everybody was just meat hunters, you know. Yeah, that's right. And uh, now yeah. they're. Uh, they're trophy hunters basically you know the more yeah. experienced deer hunters have been around long enough it's 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 like with anything you know trout fishing or deer hunting you know letting things grow up and that's what you target and that's right yeah and I, I i try to tell people that and uh i say you know that deer's only a year and a half or, or two and a half year old deer you know uh you know you look at that deer another year I mean, you'd be amazed how much difference that deer looked, you know. It, oh, it, it's yeah. amazing. You give that deer five years, six years old, uh, you, you won't believe how big that deer would be. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, they said, well, how, how do you know how old that deer is? I said, All right, you just sit and watch, and you, you'll see a big mature deer come out compared to one, one of these young deer. There's a big difference, big difference. And, uh, and I'll sit there and have a big mature buck come out and I'll say, now there's a, there's a mature deer. Look at that. Yeah. You can just and, look at the, the, the body configuration and the, the size, the height and width of the deer. I mean, it just, it's, oh, it's like yeah. watching a stallion walk out. Oh yeah. Compared to and everything me, else. And the other deer know it too. I mean, you know. Yeah, they, they do. They take alert. Oh Yeah. They go on full oh, alert man. when Big Daddy walks out. Oh yeah. Oh, they pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Me. Yeah, they know, and uh, they know who's in control. You know, so they pay attention big time. And uh, and it's kind of funny because, you know, before the rut, the 
younger bucks, they're they're wanting to chase the does, you know, and they start running around there around the feed pen, and they're kind of wanting to chase the does. And those bigger bucks, they can care less. I they're mean, sitting they're just, over there in the edge of the brush laughing. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're yeah, just y'all, feeding. Y'all run them down they're, and get them good and tired before I'm ready. That's right, and they're just feeding. You know, they're eating a little corn. They look up there once in a while. And go, oh, okay, just wear them down, boys. Wear them down. That's it. <laughs> they just they just keep them feeding, and uh, but boy, in that rut zone, look out. Mm-hmm. Yes, look out. You know the uh, fun thing about hunting South Texas early in the year. You know if you can get the weather right. All these mm-hmm. uh, bucks are in bachelor packs. All the does are together. Nothing's mixed together like it gets, you know, right before the rut when the rut starts going on. And Oh, uh, yeah. That's when I shot that big six at Blaine's when, uh, you know, it, I mean, it wasn't even close to rut time down there. That was on December the 1st. It was a cold morning. It was like 28. That's cold for down there. And it was oh, yeah. just perfect, dead calm, clear crisp mm. and you know i'm i'm looking at one feeder down to my right out of that stand and uh there must have been 17 18 bucks around there all piled in there together all sizes from two-year-olds up to six-year-olds and mm-hmm. all the does were down to sendera that he had corn to the left and i glanced down there and i saw this huge body in the middle of those does big old mature buck at six point i said look at here what just happened? He wasn't even with those other bucks. He was he was to himself. Crazy. Hmm. 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 I'm surprised he wasn't running crazy, just chasing does through there. Yeah. Well, yeah. they uh, usually they'll scatter them. You know, they'll scatter them all all over the place, and uh, and then they'll 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 go another buck chasing right after them. You know. Right. And, uh, man, I mean, when the rut's on, it's on. I, I think I told you before, I uh, I went and sat in the stand one one uh, morning, and we had a, a big front coming. And uh, I sat in the stand, and, and from that one stand, I can look down like four different senderas, you know, different directions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting in the stand, and, and uh I, I kept looking down these different senderas, and I, I couldn't see anything. Nothing was moving. And I thought, well, man, this is a bust. You know, there's nothing moving. Well, the front came in, and uh, you could tell a big uh, change of the temperature. You know, temperature started dropping. And it was all of a sudden, it was like you flipped a switch. I mean, I, I all of a sudden, every direction you looked, down every Sendera, there were bucks chasing does. It was like man. it was on, man. I mean, every Sendera, you look down, there'd be bucks chasing does, back and forth, back and forth. Huh. I mean, it was like you you, you blew a, a horn, you know, like, come on, so boys. It's rut now. time. <laughs> yep, Y'all get after it. It's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. I got on my phone and I called the ranch manager and said, you're not going to believe this, man. I mean, every direction I'm looking, there's bucks chasing does back and forth, back and forth across these senderos, man. They're going nuts. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. God, mighty, well, I've, seen them, I've seen them so tired in the mornings when you're going out of bucks, been on a doe all night running her. 
Oh, and they'll, yeah. they'll just lay down in the sendera. They're laying there. you got to drive around them. They won't even get up and move, or move away. Oh, yeah. They're just exhausted. And their tongue, her their tongue hanging, hanging out, and he's just sitting there yeah. on that dough. He is not letting her out of his side. No. Because when uh -uh. she's ready to be bred, he's going to make sure he's the one on her, you know. That's crazy. right. That's right. And, I mean, they're all scarred up, too, because they've been fighting. Oh, they've been, hey, yeah, horns broken, yeah. tines missing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's uh. They, uh, well, I'm oh, just... I tell you, it's, it's a sight to see. People that have never seen that, I'll guarantee you that gets in your blood, man. Once you see that, I mean, it's it, it brings you back. You got to go see that again, <laughs> you know. I mean, I I was in a, I was in the hill country one time with a buddy of mine on his ranch in Hunt, Texas. I'll never forget this. And we were just riding around in a Jeep. His parents, his grandparents had 18,000 acres at Hunt. And uh, we were riding around in a Jeep, and we came on this pipeline. We came up over a hill, and just as we topped the hill real slow, there was two big bucks right in the middle of that pipeline fighting. Oh. And there were deer standing all around them watching the fight. And there were, there were bucks coming out of the brush on both sides running out there to watch the fight. And, and my buddy slammed on the brakes, and he said, shoot the big one shoot the big one and i said which one's the biggest <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like you like a frazier and ali fight man everybody's yeah, got to watch could, let me knock this break out i'll come right back hang on man all, all right, right man. all right you're listening to the outdoor show we'll be right back after these messages we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. morning welcome back to the sports radio 610 outdoor show 538 all right all right lynn we're back my friend yeah well needless to say we didn't kill either one of them <laughs> you know <laughs> when those two bucks broke up one of them the loser he he took off running and the other one was just standing there looking around looking for <laughs> another deer to fight you know and he took off running chasing these other deer well you know, we're just sitting there like dummies thinking, you know, which one do you shoot? You know, <laughs> I mean, by this time, they're about 200 yards away. 
but we didn't even shoot. We just watching them. I mean, it was a sight to behold. I mean, it was incredible. But uh, I saw a similar thing down there at George West one day. I had a pop-up stand uh, sitting behind a, a pond, and um, but there was a lot of brush between me and that pond. And one morning I heard the biggest fight you ever heard. You know, just I mean, two bucks getting it. I mean, on the other side of that pond, and there was a little field, not not too big, on the other side of that pond. Boy, and I heard this big fight going on and uh, all of a sudden it quit and and just I could barely see on the other side of that pond I saw these two bucks running and I mean they were two big chocolate horn bucks you know and heavy horn chocolate horns and I thought man why wasn't I on the other side of this pond <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean they were two beautiful bucks oh my goodness Boy, them chocolate horn deer just gorgeous aren't they Oh, they are. I was in the wrong spot, you know. I should have had that pop up on the other side of that pond. That's where I should have been. Man, they were too I beautiful. I saw a buck fight one time. It, uh, I could hear it, but I couldn't see it. It was behind a mott, and dust is flying everywhere. And, I mean, you can hear the pounding of those racks and the snorting and wheezing and just all the commotion mm -hmm. going on and brush. I mean, you know, like one deer knocked the other one down into the mesquite bushes and everything and through the cactus, and finally that went on, I know, for five or ten minutes, and I'm going, man, I got, I, I want to see what's going yeah. on. And uh, they finally got out behind that mott where I could get a look at them with the binoculars, and they were a good ways off, and it, it sounded like it was right on me. It was just so awesome, and... There were deer, like you said, all all the does. I mean, everything quit feeding, and they're just gathering around there. They're just they're watching the show. Uh -huh. It was like a Ali Fraser fight, and oh yeah, uh, they finally made the clearing, and it was a a fairly young eight pointer getting it on with a big mature ten pointer, and I mean, they were getting after it, and mm. uh, I don't know. It lasted about ten minutes, and both of them just kind of separated and did that circle walk and bristled up looking at each other and uh the eight finally left and left the 10 there with the doe he was on they were fighting over huh. this one doe i guess that eight had, had all he wanted usually one of them will take off running boy the loser yeah loser take off running you know well he didn't want to leave you know he bristled back up and was doing that circle walk you know all stiff-legged uh -huh. and everything stiff-legged and, uh, and uh finally he uh gave up and just kind of he didn't run he just kind of trotted off you know a little little mm -hmm. low he headed into the brush line pretty oh, crazy i tell you it is <laughs> it is but boy i tell you what you see him you see him really get hurt in those fights too boy yeah i've seen him with, saw one with a chunk of meat hanging off his rump i mean uh, literally hanging down boy he I got mean, nailed they, full oh he full did throttle. he did <laughs> Yeah. You know, I've and seen them like, with, uh, you know, with split ears, you know, where the ears uh -huh. get split by a tine, and I've seen the, you know, the holes mm -hmm. in the neck and in the shoulder oh, yeah. area. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. I've, I've got a picture of one uh, of a buck. In fact, I could send you this picture. I, I took it from my deer stand. This buck has got blood all over his antlers. <laughs> wow. I, said, uh, I, 
I guess he's the winner, you know. He kicked somebody's yeah. butt. He did. He did. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I tell you what, they they fight hard, boy, you know. I sent you those pictures one day of that, that guy that walked up on his on a deer and it jumped up and attacked him, you know. That, oh, uh, with uh, his scalp peeled back? Uh-huh. Yeah. Boy, that's that's scary. Ooh. I'm telling that you, man. crazy. That, you know, they, uh, I tell people that, I say, man, don't just walk up on your deer thinking he's dead. You know, if, if you walk up on him and his eyes are shut, he's alive. Yes. You know, if his eyes are open, he's dead. But if his right. eyes are shut, he's alive. Shoot him again. <laughs> you know. Or blinking. Uh, yeah. Opening them, yeah. closing them. <laughs> yeah. That's right. If he's blinking or his eyes are shut, he's alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's dangerous. He's he's dangerous. He'll he'll attack you, and uh, I guarantee you he can hurt you with those those antlers. And uh, I had a customer that knocked a knocked a deer down, and and uh, a big eight. He was a big eight point, and uh, it was there in George West. And um, this guy was a terrible shot. I mean, you know, at the range, I don't think he could group more than about two feet. You know, and uh, I asked him. I said. Uh, I looked at my binoculars, and I could see this deer was laying there trying to get up. And I said, uh, where'd you shoot him? He said, behind the shoulder. And I, I looked, and I could see blood on the back of his neck. And I said, uh, behind the shoulder? He went, yeah. I went, oh, my goodness. He said, you want me to shoot him again? I said, no. <laughs> no. Hold it. And uh, I, I, I carry my pistol. I've got a Glock, a three fifty seven Sig Glock. And uh, I said, let me just finish him with my pistol. So he said, okay. I said, you stay in the blind. So I got out and I walked, I jacked one in it and I walked along the, the brush and I got up there to the feeder and uh, I figured I'll just, I'll shoot him in the neck and, and finish him off. Well, I, I walked out there to him and he was late. I walked behind him and I was walked up on him and he was rocking, trying to get up. And uh, all of a sudden he kind of, looked over his shoulder at me and I went, Oh, this isn't good. And I was fixing to shoot him in the neck and he jumped up like he wasn't scratched and ran to my left. I mean, wide open, like he wasn't scratched. And as he ran by me, I shot him as he ran by me and I broke both his front shoulders as he ran by me. I knocked him down and, uh, and I went up and put two in his heart and I put him down. It's time to but, do a mag dump. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And so I had him back at the ranch house. I had him hung up, and I'm in the process of scanning him out. And, and uh, the ranch manager walked by, and he went, man, how many times did y'all shoot that deer? <laughs> I said, well, I, I killed him. I shot him running with my pistol. He went, what? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> I shot him running with my pistol. Went, oh my I shot God. one one time running like that, and it's harder to do than you think, you know, with a rifle and a scope. And uh, I hit him pretty far back from his shoulders. I guess I didn't lead him enough. And uh, we got that deer back, and Derek was clean. He goes, man, this one died of corn shrapnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I tried when that deer ran by me. I actually tried to shoot him behind the shoulder. You know, I thought – First thing went through my mind was this guy wants this deer, you know, to mount because this is the biggest deer he's ever killed. He's used right. to hunting up around your valley or wherever. And uh, anyway, 
when I shot, I led him a little too much and, and I, I shot right through his shoulders, you know, and, uh, broke both his shoulders and knocked him down. That's the way but, you get them. Break them down, man. That shoulder that's shot's right. uh, hard to beat. That's right. Break him down. But it knocked Put him, him down pretty ground. good. That, that three pitches, seven sig will do it. <laughs> yeah, it will. But it put him down. But uh, pretty close range, too. But anyway, that, uh, yeah, that I'll tell you that something else that will put him on the ground big time. So, you know, a 10 millimeter. I got a oh, 10, yeah. 10 milli Glock. It just, boy, that thing is a cannon. Oh, I bet. I bet. I've got a, um, I've got a, a Kimber, 45 Kimber. That does a pretty mm -hmm. good job, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah buddy. That'll I do like it. all those to... calibers. 10 millimeter, oh, yeah. 45, 40. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. I used to really enjoy pistol shooting. You bet. Boy, ammo's just gotten so, you know, it's high, but it's it's hard to get a lot of times, too. You hate to waste it. You... Yeah, I know it. The you way know, things out of all are in the world, you want to hang on to all your ammo. That may be something good to barter with one day. I remember yes, my grandpa might. told me when I was a little kid, he said, man, never waste bullets. He said, one day, lead will be worth the price of gold. <laughs> he might have been right. <laughs> uh, he might be. He might be. You know, out of all, all the guns and stuff I have, I, I do not have a 9 millimeter. I'm think, sure thinking about getting one. They're sweet. Because... Yeah, and going to academy and all that, you know, nine millimeter is pretty easy to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy. real, real easy and handy, and it's yeah. fun to shoot with. You know, you oh you, yeah, you mostly you know a lot of guys that shoot pistols like met myself when I used to shoot them a lot. I pretty much, I'm a Glock man. Now, I've, I've, probably the best shooting pistol I've got is like a 1911 platform. It's made in Turkey. It's called a, I think it's called a TriStar, a 9mm. I bought it from a guy at a gun show one time. And it has that Desert Storm uh, kind of color and print to it. That That is the best shooting 9mm I've got, period, versus anything hmm. else I have. I mean, it is... It just fits me so well, and it shoots so true. I mean, it is awesome, hmm. and it's not that, that you know, it's not that expensive. I'll be darned. Yeah, it's made in Turkey. I'll be darned. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was glad yep. I bought that pistol when I took it to the range and shot it. I said, man, this thing is sweet. I'll be darned. It holds nineteen. That's have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah. It shoots good. Good. Good to know. And it's it's easy to carry. It's not real heavy and, and bulky or anything. It's just a yeah. you know, it fits my hand good. I got a big hand and that's that's something people don't take into consideration when they buy a pistol. It's, yeah. Uh, I know make it. Make sure it fits your hand and your eye good. That's right. You that's know, exactly right. Yeah. Like anything well, else, swinging shotguns, you know, it's got to fit. Sure, sure. Yeah, I took a friend of mine with me over to uh, San Antonio to the World Shoot, and uh, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to go to San Antonio to the World Skeet Shoot. And uh, I said, to see some friends, I said, uh, you want to go? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love to go. I said, you're going to see some really nice shotguns. And I said, leave your, leave your checkbook at home. Yes. <laughs> and he, just, he just laughed, you know. 
so anyway, we went over there and, and uh, we walked into the Krigoff booth and, and uh, boy, he was drooling, you know, <laughs> and uh, um, I said, how about this one? This is a pretty nice gun here. And he, he picked it up and boy, he was drooling and looking at that real nice Krigoff and they had the price tag hanging off the trigger guard. And I said, uh, check out the price tag. How much was that was puppy? 55,000. 55, geez, boy. He put it back on the rack real careful. Man, I'm trying to remember what kind. It was a Spanish-made over and under, you know, with all the barrels. and I mean, you know, it came with a Mm -hmm. kit like it was laying out on a table. We were looking at that at a gun show. And if I'm not mistaken, it was 200 and something thousand dollars. Oh, my goodness. You ever heard of such things? Oh no! Man. I think it was twenty eight thousand. I don't know. I think it was two hundred. It was some big time collector. I don't even know what brand it was or anything. I'd have, we looked at that table with everything laying out there, and the prices were and these were used, and uh, we just kept moving. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, you can spend whatever you want to spend on on guns. You know, you yeah. can. I mean, whatever you want to spend, you can spend it. Believe me. I mean, there's some beautiful guns out there. I guarantee. Oh, you. the engraving on these were—it it oh. was unbelievable. It, you know, it was all hand engraved. It had to take a gunsmith forever to do something like that. Gold and silver inlaid. And oh yeah. yeah, I mean all that. Yeah. It just, uh, boy, you talk about yeah. Gucci. I oh, didn't want to yeah. shoot it. I uh, back when I shot, I'll never forget. Uh, I was at the, the World Shoot in Rochester, New York, and uh, I was uh, I was talking to Hal Dupont, and uh, he he imported Krigoffs, and uh, he offered me he offered to uh, give me a Krigoff four barrel set, crown crown grade, four mm-hmm. barrel set, uh, to shoot for a year. He said, "I'll give you I'll give you a, a four barrel set, crown grade, to shoot for a year." After a year, if you if you want it, he said, uh, we'll work out a way for you to pay me for them. But if you don't want them, you just give them back. And I said, Hal, let me let me think about it, man. Uh, I got to think about this. So I thought about it for about a week. And he lives in Miami. And uh, I called him back and I said, Hal, I, I really appreciate the offer. I really do. But I said, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know how to explain to my insurance agent that I lost a gun out of the trunk of my car that cost more than the car. How do I explain to that agent? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I said, I appreciate the offer, but I'm going to pass. And I kick myself now because no telling what that gun is worth now. But, uh, but man, oh man, I mean, you know, wouldn't you just cry if somebody stole a gun out of the trunk of your car like that? Mm. Oh, it mm. would just, it, uh, I remember a car salesman telling me one time, said a guy come in, a musician, and uh, he said he'd traded in an $800 car that had a $5,000 guitar laying in the back seat of it when he bought his new vehicle. He pulled it out of there in oh. the case. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I had a... Mm. Somebody, a listener, t- uh, messaged me, what weight bullet do you recommend for big bucks? You know, 245 pounds or plus. You know, it, it just depends on the caliber you're shooting and uh, what right. speed, you know, a bullet. 
And uh, I shoot a two seventy, and I shoot one hundred and thirty grain. You know, and uh, does a good do you job. You shoot the one thirty grain. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, and like like my two fifty seven Weatherby, I'll shoot a I shoot a hundred grain bullet max on that. I mean, an eighty grain, it's it's just. It's speed. It's all it's all about bullet placement, you know. But yeah, it is. It's all about placement, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, like with thirty calibers, three oh eights, and you know, and uh, calibers like that, one fifty to one sixty eights, plenty. Yeah, and then it's when like you get I was up saying, three hundred you know, mags. What is everybody shooting three hundred mag? Like a one eighty to two hundred grain bullet. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. shooting 180s usually. But, you know, right. what's bad, and I, I tell people this, you know, down there at the ranch, uh, early in the season when these bucks are all fat, um, these bullets don't exit. You know, they lodge on the skin on the on the other side. So they're not blowing holes out the other side. And right. uh, if they don't put that deer down uh, and that deer runs off, they're hard to track. You know, they're not uh, they're not leaving a blood trail, very much blood trail. Right, the type yeah. of, you know, it depends on the type of bullet you're shooting. You know, you definitely right. want that expansion to get the vitals. You know, right. penetration exactly. and expansion's everything. And if you put it in the pump house or, you know, just put it through the shoulders to be squared up and you're going to get vitals. I mean, that's a, exactly. that's a no-brainer, exactly. man. No-brainer. Exactly. Brainer. Put, him, put him down. Put him down. You know, put him through the shoulder is what you want to do. Yeah, but, you can uh, always throw another one in there while he's laying on the ground flopping around if you want to make sure he doesn't get up and run off. But get him right, down first, because, especially where we hunt. You don't want to be tracking a deer and all that nasty no, stuff, man. Because I can't tell you how many deer that, that are shot with a 7 mag or a 300 mag that the bullet just lodges on under the skin on the other side. Right. And they, these deer aren't shot at 500 yards. I'm talking 100 yards. Right. Or 150 yards, and that bullet's lodged on the skin. And the people who don't even—they can't believe it. You know, they come exactly. out there, they look at their deer, and I'm skinning that deer out, and I go, "Here's your bullet," and they go, "What?" I say, "Here's your bullet." They say it didn't didn't See go it all the time. It. I mean, that's oh but yeah, it got it got the vitals where it needed to. The bullet did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. All right, that's right. Well, Lynn, I got a roll, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about uh, coming down to Port O'Connor and fishing with you or booking a hunt or whatever, how they get a hold of you, man? Oh, yeah, man. They give me at uh, 361-935-6833. Sounds good, brother. Lynn, always a pleasure. Have a good weekend, what's left of it, and I'll talk to you down the road. All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you, Lynn. See you. All right, that's Captain Lynn Smith and POC. Time for our top of the hour break, national anthem and all that. Sit back, grab another cup. We shall return right after these messages. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.